Welcome to Par Talk, the show built for new golfers to find the answers they're looking for. Uh, I'm your co-host, Will, here with Michelle, Matt, and for the first time ever, a special guest. Cody, <laughs> do you want to uh, introduce yourself? And uh, and one, we just should say thank you for being our first uh, our first guest on the show. Yeah, thank you. Congrats. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Um, yeah, my name's Cody Karosis, um, and I'm a golf pro. Uh, I do a lot of teaching and... Uh, I maybe recently started a Instagram channel, uh, also a little bit of TikTok, nice. um, focus more toward, uh, more towards putting and kind of like educational content. That's awesome. So where are you from? Let's get a little background. What's your, uh, where are you from? Where are you living now? What's your, what's your history with the game? Um, so I grew up in Wisconsin, okay. um, which, which is where I was. Um, as of recent for like the last okay. year, um, I've been a little bit of everywhere. Um, I grew up, so I, I grew up in Wisconsin. I started playing golf when I was maybe, you know, three or four. So pretty young when I was a kid, oh, wow. my dad used to be a caddy, um, in cool. Wisconsin as well. So that's a good um, intro to the game. I, yeah, not, none yeah. of us here on the show, except yeah. Michelle's dad plays a little golf. Uh, my parents don't play. Matt's parents don't no. play. So we're all sort of coming at it from different places. That's cool, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I learned a lot of it uh, through my dad and I played like in some, you know, like some junior, you know, like summer stuff where you just kind of, you know, you kind of show up, you, you know, have like a big, you know, there's 60 kids. You get like a little 30 minute lesson. You go play nine holes. That's awesome. Um, and that's kind of like how I grew up playing. Um, okay. And then, I mean, more into the golf side. Um, I've, I mean, like I've been a pro at like, you know, different country clubs for the last like 10 years, um, you know, in states like in Wisconsin, in Arizona, in mm -hmm. North Carolina, in Florida. Um, and now I've recently moved to Georgia. Hey, all right. That's you. That's yeah, a true nice. golf pro bouncing around, a couple yeah. of years here, a couple of years there, kind of thing. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite place uh, for golf out of those states? Um, as of right now, it's probably North Carolina. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, there's a lot of good. Go I mean, there's a lot of good golf everywhere. You just gotta, you know, like find the right area and yeah. you know get onto the right courses. It's kind of really what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Michelle and I lived in Chapel Hill for a couple of years. So we know okay. a little bit of Carolina golf. Um, and we were actually just back down there uh, over the weekend. And it's like, I, I miss it a lot. Like living in Ohio, we have good golf, but like their Carolina golf is special and on another yeah. level. Um, but so now you're obviously working in the game. That's a different beast than necessarily yep. being, you know, a, a nine to five or with an amateur life, but do you, what's your, what's your relationship with the game as a player, let alone obviously as an instructor? Um, I've never like, there was, I mean, there was a certain point in my life where I was just not like, I mean, it's, it's a, the game is relative in, like in terms of scoring. So like, yeah, for me, like I will say like there was maybe when I was like 20, 20, you know, 21, I, you know, I'd maybe shoot like in the like low to mid eighties and like I could shoot sometimes in the high seventies. Sure. Wow. And like to get into golf, like that's not really good enough to be like a pro, mm -hmm. you know, let alone. So like, I mean, but that's, so that's like relative. Um, 
So at that point, you know, I just put a lot of time into golf um, to get my game to a level where I could go, you know, become like a teaching professional or, you know, like maybe maybe playing events like it's something that I had thought about. But more so, it's like passing a player ability test to mm-hmm. get like your your PGA, um, which is pretty much uh, the course rating, like it, depending on like you know where you are. Um, over thirty six holes, you have to shoot the course rating plus it's like times two plus fifteen. Yeah. So if so, it's like usually it's, it's like around seventy seven, seventy seven, right? Yeah, Something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Um, I remember only the only time I, I think maybe the first time I, I learned that was Tom Coyne's book, Paper Tiger, when he was like yeah. chasing the game, right? And that was one of his sort of experiences where uh, he would show up to the, the player ability test, I think, it's, or whatever it's called. Um, I, so I think, I think in his book, he was referencing like Q School. Yeah, that was his end goal for sure. Um, so, like the, the player ability test to become like a golf pro, like to become a teaching, prof- like a like a like a head pro at a golf course. So they just mm-hmm. want you to shoot a certain score. Mm-hmm. Like to become like a tour professional mm-hmm. is like a totally like unbelievable level that is really hard to explain. I mean, I think he does a great job in Paper Tiger yeah. of explaining like how good you have to be, mm-hmm. but like. So like I like personally like I've played with you know some professionals before and it is it is unbelievable, you know to think that like, you know like I I think you know my game is good relative to you know most players, um, but then you play with somebody like that and you realize <laughs> like just how much better everybody on there like on the tour is, yeah. and like how much even those guys on like the mini tours or the corn fairy tours who like. Mm-hmm. technically like aren't good enough you know to make it to the pga tour like how good they are yeah. like it's crazy yeah, yeah. it's a different yeah. beast I, tom coin walks through that really well when he's like take the best player you know and compare that to a pga tour player and it's like not even the same yeah i think mm-hmm. um i think it's a fun world but i'm curious now you've entered an even different world of golf on Instagram and, like you said, TikTok a little bit. Um, I'm curious, how did that start for you? Um, and what's uh, what's that experience been like? Um, so it pretty much started with um, I had like a um, – I, I had like a, I had some free time open up essentially um, and I needed to figure out like – um, how best to forward my career in golf and teaching. Yep. Um, and what seems to be like the trending direction is like social media and yeah. where like a lot of people gravitate towards that and we'll use that as a reference. Like, I mean, I guess like, I don't know how like often like y'all listen to golf podcasts, yeah. but like even, Tons. you know, like guys like Brian Harmon talks about how often like he sits on Instagram and scrolls Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you said he's pretty much like any any training aid you've ever seen on Instagram, he owns is yeah. what like he says, you know, and this yeah. is coming from a guy who won, you know, the British Open last year, <laughs> which is crazy. Wow. I right? know. Yeah. This is like that makes um, <clears throat> it always sort of makes me feel better when I'm always when I go and I'm like, oh, let me just YouTube something to try to solve <laughs> my problem, um, <laughs> you know, to know that the pros also do that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even if they have access to like. Like Brian Harmon has access to Sea Island and 
like Justin Parsons, who's like, you know, one of the best coaches in the world. Yeah. And and he's still, you know, using Instagram to, you know, yeah. try out new toys. And, yeah. Which is, I mean, but if, I mean, hey, if it works, you know, mm-hmm. if it makes you, you know, a couple extra million dollars, like, yeah. you know, it's hard to say no. Just like, you know, any one of us that sees a training aid and mm-hmm. says, maybe that'll save me some strokes. Yeah. Totally. I, I wonder if he also has a little bit of a, like he can filter out the good and the bad a little better than a lot of people. So like for someone like me, it might not be a great idea to try to do what he's doing because I might pick up some bad habits on some bad videos. Definitely. Definitely. Um, that is, that is very complicated. That's, I mean, that's definitely why I stay away from a lot of full swing information is because it's not clear cut and dry despite I think what some people think, um, where, I guess a perfect example would be I, I can't remember. There's the guy that shot 57 yeah. on the, the Corn Ferry Tour um, this weekend, right? Yeah. So like, I don't know if you got a chance to look at his swing, mm-hmm. but it is like it's not conventional. Like it wouldn't be what yeah. most people would call a good looking swing. <laughs> okay. But like the guy shot 57. Like yeah. clearly he's doing something right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which like kind of begs the question that like, you know, if you look at a guy like. You know, people use him all the time, like Adam Scott, where he's got a good-looking golf swing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you would think that he'd win more than he does, right? So it can't be – it's not always universal that, like, a swing looks good and produces, you know, a good score. Well, it goes mm-hmm. to this whole point of, like, you're, like, you're playing golf, not golf swing, right? And, 100%. like, it's a mm-hmm. uh, – you know, it's a different beast. But so that goes, like, to your point, don't seek out – necessarily full swing information online from somebody who's just sort of painting with a broad brush but you sort of seemed like you started as a result then going after like putting right so putting was sort of a focus area yeah yeah because there's a lot less there's a lot less going on yeah um and then i mean at this point it's it's like not even about the stroke um it's just about you know like different things that can change the impact on how your ball rolls on the green yeah um, and then trying to make that as like um, as visual as possible um, to, I mean, just to educate people on, you know, different things that I can occur, I can occur on a putting green. Yeah, right. I have to say, I really enjoy all your videos, and that there's a lot of stuff that I never have even thought about, to be honest. Like that affected the ball more than I realized. Uh, it's really 100%. cool to see. And with yeah. that in mind, like, what you know. When did it really start taking off? Like, obviously, it seems like it's relatively recent, but that it has blown up for you um, in a kind of crazy way. Um, so, I mean, like another big reason I started doing these videos was like I have a brother who's like kind of like in the tech industry and he was like really pushing me to do, you know, videos like this and That's just kept awesome. pestering me that I should start. And like the big I mean, the biggest thing is just being like afraid of, you know, putting yourself out there, mm-hmm. which is like a very real thing. Preaching um, to the choir. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, it's a hard thing to get started, but I think once you get going and kind of figure figure some stuff out, like it's really it's really easy. But kind of what happened is like, if you you can look at like the beginning, like my early, early videos, where it's literally just me putting through like gates and stuff. Um, and it was like, I was just, I was just making content and I wasn't really like, at a certain point I wasn't putting like a whole lot of effort into it. I was just thinking like, I've got to post a video every day. Yeah. Um, and then eventually, like, I had another conversation with my brother, and he's like, well, you should try um, – let me let me figure out exactly – I think it was, like, the clean the clean ball one, mm-hmm. like cleaning oh. your golf ball. 
Sort right? of like We're without I, like grass stains, dirt, and cleaning, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, and I, I thought that was just like such a, I thought it was a stupid, I was like, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> like, why would I, why would anyone oh, watch man. it? <laughs> right? That's like, funny. it was, it was like the, I thought it was like, there's no way this is going to work. Yeah. So then I like, I, I literally, I think, so like I put, you know, maybe a few hours into making that video. Um, and now it's, now it's getting easier, you know, to make videos. Yeah. But, um, but it went pretty viral, like, right? Yeah. Like. I think the first one, like, and then we got a couple, like, 100,000 on Instagram. Wow. Um, nice. Like, I, I posted on TikTok, and it got, like, to, like, 1.6 million in, like, oh, two shit. days. Wow. That's probably so, like, viral. Yeah, like, I didn't, but, like, I didn't really expect that. And you then, also like, thought I it would be bad. Like, people wouldn't want to watch it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how is this possible? Like, why, why is this interesting to people? Mm-hmm. So then from there, from there, obviously, like, it was like, okay, like, maybe I should be, okay, it was like 660,000 views, mm-hmm. right? So I'm thinking, okay, like, well, this is clearly like a good avenue if I want to get more views. Um, so let's think about, you know, different videos I can make around, you know, like stepping in somebody's line, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then just, I mean, coming up with all kinds of different ideas um, that you could test. Um, and then the biggest thing I think is the hardest part is like finding differences at a certain point. Sure. Where like I can roll a Pro V1 and like a, you know, a TP5 and like they're going to roll relatively the same. There's really not going to be a whole lot of interaction there. Um, while I think some people want to see that, um, you know, yeah. like just just to be conf- like just to confirm it, like there's because nothing's happening, like it's it would be perceived as boring. You know, right. yeah. So it's finding all the things that could change, like affect affect how your golf ball rolls, right? Like whether it be changing golf balls, um, playing a different kind of golf ball, like a mat golf ball, or um, not cleaning your golf ball. You know, yeah. and then ever since then, I mean, it was just like off to the races with like that kind of content, and just trying to come up with ideas like that every single day. Yeah, I was gonna ask. You know, before we get into the specifics of some of them, I w- the process for you is it, you said it took a couple hours to make a video like that. Is that is that still true, or has it gotten a lot easier? Um, it gets easier um, if I'm like making a video that I've already previously tested. Mm-hmm. I I really um, I really don't want to put like bad information out there. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's something that I'm like really trying not to do. Um, which is very hard. I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to like, you know, critique, which is, oh, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Like, that's just, these two you know, are, these two are scientists. So they will, it's okay. they will appreciate the scientific uh, rigor of that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like I will like, I mean, especially for like, you know, like golf balls with grass stains, like I, like I would sit out, I sat out there for like, you know, I'm sitting out there for like, you know, six hours just rolling these balls trying to like just trying to like make sure that it's not like a you know like am i just like you yeah. know do i have some sort of confirmation bias like can i just repeat this over and over yeah. bingo yeah, yeah. so yeah. like that yeah so that's a tough one hmm. like that's what i want to do like wind like because wind does impact the role to a certain extent it just depends on how you know how hard the wind's blowing but it's really hard to test it if you can't you know, yeah. you, you kind of need to bring a fan out there so that, like, you can, like, guarantee how much 
you know, yeah. wind is blowing. Yeah, that one's hard to control for. Experiments. Exactly. Yeah, because otherwise, like, I'm going to hear people, you know, telling me that, like, you know, was the wind really blowing there? <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, to to their point, I, I get, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you get chirped a little bit in the comments. That's okay. I, I've looked at some, there's some, there's some negative, but there's a lot of people who I think appreciate it, right? So, like, yeah. you know, does it bother you? No, I mean, like, you got to get used to, like, people getting mad at you yeah. or, like, you know, saying, like, well, this is, like, fake. Yeah. Um, Do you find that like, sort of interesting that they, like, don't want to believe it or, like, don't no, want to, like... I think it goes into, like, life in general where, like, if... So, like, if you've, if you've believed something for, like, you know, 30 years of your life and somebody's showing you a video <laughs> that, like, is telling you that, like, mm-hmm. that's not true... Um, you're you're either gonna say like well, everything I believe for the last thirty years is a lie, or you're gonna say like this guy's a liar. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's it is significantly easier to just say that like what I'm saying is a lie. Mm-hmm. So like they kind of just go with that, which is I'm okay with it. Um, like I'm okay with people having their opinions. Um, I mean, usually most people that get like really nasty, I'll just either delete the comment or like hide it or whatever. Sure. Um, if somebody has like a, you know, a well-founded argument that like, you know, like why this test is inaccurate, mm-hmm. like I'm okay with that. Like I def- I'll always leave that up there. Cause I mean, you can't just say like, you can't just ignore everyone. Yeah. Right. It's good to have discussion. Yeah. So like perfect example would be when I started doing it, um, I didn't have like a lever or anything to drop, like drop golf balls with. So I would just drop it with my hand. Yeah. Um, and then like, I mean, after, after the first few kind of like took off, like there was a lot of chirping about, you know, he's dropping with his hands, like he's pushing some golf balls, you know, all of that stuff, which like I can, you know, like that's not my intention, Mm -hmm. but I can see where they're coming from. Right. If they want like a more accurate test. So like it took me a few days to create like some sort of lever to drop the golf balls so that like I can create something that's more consistent, right? Mm-hmm. So like that's that's a perfect example of like, well, like what they're saying is valid. Um, I don't think this is like outside of the realm of something that I can fix to get them to, you know, like back down on an argument like that. Yeah. But even like, you know, like even some like the more recent videos, like I'll still get people that tell me, you know, like he's pushing it and I'm like, that's, <laughs> Like it's literally set up so I can't, but like yeah. that's okay. I'm yeah. It's it at that point. It's like there's nothing that I could tell that guy um, yeah. to convince him otherwise, right? Yeah. Like I don't know about you, but like I've never. I don't think I've ever won an argument on the internet, especially in the comments of Instagram. I'm not so sure. It's like yeah. yeah. So like it's not worth like trying. Some people yeah. Like I'll say a comment or two, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit of back and forth, but at a certain point, yeah. You know, you just got to be like, you know, like my usually my go to is like, you know, well, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. Like, I don't yeah. like I'm not here to argue with you because it's not like we're wasting both of our time, <laughs> you know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Well, that's that's fun. I, I it seems like you have good nature about it. So that's good. That, yeah. That's healthy. Yeah. It's a healthy it's the relationship right with the Internet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it can get pretty dangerous pretty fast as far as those comments. Yeah, because oh, yeah. I, re- I mean, I read them all. Like, if we're being honest, like you know. read them all. I comment to most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's always a mix of you know some positive ones and some negative ones. Have people in the comments come up with idea like good ideas for you to go test? Um, I'd say yes and no. So like you know, sometimes they're really good. 
Um, sometimes they're really good ideas or stuff that I would like to test, but then most of the time what'll happen is they don't, they don't think about like, how do I turn their idea into a video? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people would like to see, um, like certain tests done, but it takes like either to get the context into a video, like it'll be, you know, a two or three minute video, which is longer than, um, most people are like willing to watch on an Instagram or a TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I try to make them shorter um, just to kind of like it helps with the like the algorithm and everything. Yeah. Have you ever thought about making the, the longer video and then like cutting it down for a short to like extend uh, the work a little bit? I have. Um, I think with like the longer videos, so like I've thought about like, so like, I mean, the next step is pretty much like my brother keeps, you know, pestering me about, you know, making like YouTube videos mm -hmm. and making like longer form content. Right. Yeah. Um, I think the idea of like sitting there on a putting green talking to myself for like an hour and a half is terrifying, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to look absolutely crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think you get over that pretty quick, but it just, I mean, that's just kind of, you know how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. sure. um, and then it would be it would be easier to break those down into smaller videos. Um, yeah, just a little bit of a, a few obstacles get over to get to that level of video. I, I it's very love, different from yeah. the short form. So. And yeah. I love the idea of the members at the place, you know, you're working, walking <laughs> yeah. by. Oh, there's Cody. He's, he's filming his next, you know, YouTube <laughs> yeah. series over there. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, I mean, like that's something that like you kind of, I kind of have to feel out still. Mm -hmm. Um like so most like so like the originally like this the short form content i make isn't that big of a deal because like it's only like a one minute video so i'm not really like invading mm -hmm. right yeah. um but like working at like working at a country club like you know some people aren't going to be i think as inviting in terms of um like taking up a section of like a putting green for like 45 minutes you know right where like i think if it's quiet it's not that big of a deal um, now this isn't like something that I've been talked to. This is something that I would put on myself. Of course. Um, just so, uh, like I'm not, you know, ruining anyone's day or, you know, invading anyone's, you know, time. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's fair. Right. I think there's probably a lot of members at a country club who probably wouldn't get like what you're trying to do. Um, and oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. What you're building, um, <laughs> which is a hard piece of it, but, um, Matt, Michelle, should we turn our attention to the, the specifics? Yeah. Um, I think first and foremost, I think one of the things uh, on top of mind for me is like, what are the immediate like action items that you've learned from some of these videos or that you've put out there that you're like, hey, you know, Matt, Michelle, beginners, Will, as a non-beginner, like what people need to start doing this tomorrow? And you yeah, see that they're I have, not actually doing I have that. my list, so I'm curious what, what <laughs> yeah. your answer okay. is. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, clean your golf balls. Yeah. Right? Like, that That was something that, like, I didn't expect when I did it um, to have, like, that big of an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I know, like, some people, you know, like, so people, a lot of people joke in the comments about, um, well, like, if, you know, the greens are really fast, I should use a dirty golf ball. <laughs> but because the whole thing's not coated in you know, the grass stains, right. like the speed is not going to be consistent because you could be hitting different wobble. parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So like it, it's best to keep, you know, as many of the like variables in the equation consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you always clean, if you're always playing with a clean golf ball, um, like what the ball is going to do is more predictable. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like that's probably the biggest, that's probably the easiest one. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that it doesn't take. I did not know at all. The grass yeah. stains video really got me. I had yeah. no clue. I would yeah. definitely started it's certainly paying attention. Like, and, it, yeah, it, sure. It's one of those things ball. where it's like, 10 seconds of like energy and effort to do a fix now um, in a way that when you're just playing a casual round, you, you people don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think more, I don't think that's like a beginner thing. I think that's like a universal, like, yeah. Like there's a lot of players that don't clean their golf ball, mm-hmm. like a, like a ridiculous amount. Yeah. Yeah. So I was shocked to see that one. Um, I, um, the one that got me a little bit, I'm curious your thought on it, is this like the levels of slight damage on a ball or like a scuff. Yep. You know, like, hey, I'm not getting golf balls for free, right? Like I'm, yeah, buying, I get that. I'm buying balls. And so I've always sort of like toyed with where's that line between I got to take this ball out of rotation or can I, can I get one more hole? Can I play a little bit longer with it, you know? And can I also just add on? extra question does it make a difference if you're a beginner or like a pro like is there a small enough difference that doesn't matter for a beginner um when you're when you're a beginner i totally understand like you know you're just playing you know like golf balls that you find you're not necessarily always playing new ones um i don't think there's necessarily like anything wrong with that i guess that's not like the intention like you should always play with new balls um I think it was just to, you know, make people aware that like the golf ball changes, you know, throughout your round. Yeah. Um, which is so like there are a lot of, like a lot of pros only play like a golf ball for like three holes. Right. And then they switch out, but they oh, get okay. free golf balls. Right? right. Yeah. And like for the record, like most of those guys don't play what you buy in the store. Like they are playing golf balls that you don't have access to. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, so like they huh. like they have balls that fly lower, like you know, spin more. Uh, like they can customize a lot of them. Huh? Wow. Yeah. I did not yeah. know that. Which is what like the really the cool. left the left dot was one of the ones that had been um customized for a bunch of pros and then they brought it to market as a result, I think, right? Yeah. Um but there's okay. obviously, you know, all the all the endless amounts after that. Yeah, so like I've got um like I, I don't think I have them here now, but like I've got, you know, like a few like I've got like some Strixon star, like some Strixon Z stars with like a star yeah. next to it, some uh Pro V ones with a star next to it, which is pretty much signifying like these are like specialty golf balls. Yeah. So like, you know, like some tour pros will play those. Hmm. Um but yeah, like the left dash is a perfect example of like a general um like design that they had on the tour that they brought to market because it was so popular. Kind of the same thing with like uh Callaway has those like the the triple diamond heads for the drivers. Right. So like those used to be tour only. Um and I think that was like cuz I I mean I'd seen those like maybe like 8 years ago and they weren't like available to the public. Yeah. But like they are they definitely are now. Like maybe the last like 2 3 years where you could buy those triple diamond heads. Yeah. So like they're definitely more accessible now. It's cuz there's a big market for it. <laughs> Yeah, everybody wants to play with the tourist pros play, right? It's, uh, yeah, I mean, which isn't always a good thing, but like you know, they do play man. a lot of cool. You know, they've got a lot of cool toys. To they got a lot of cool toys and big marketing budgets to make it uh, make it appeal. You know. Yep. Bingo. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Matt golf balls is my next. My next thought was around Matt golf balls. Oh yes. Um, okay. Because I think yeah. those matte finish ones got really, really, really popular for a couple yeah, of years good. there. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm curious some of the learnings you had on those. So I think there's I think there's a lot of appeal for some people just because of the color. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there are like there are like a, a good amount of studies that show they don't fly as far as you know, like a normal like a normal cover or like oh, a normal like finish on the ball. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. So like I had a comment from on like one of my videos from Vice Golf and they were talking about how they like stopped doing those mat balls because of, you know, like they don't fly as far. Yeah. Um, they spin differently. Okay. Like I guess I don't know like the you know, like the details and that stuff. Yeah. But they I mean they definitely roll short. There's just like more you know, there's I think there's just more friction on the green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think that's pretty much, you know, it which I mean, it wasn't something I really expected a whole lot of, but it was pretty, it seems significant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Enough that someone, again, like, some, is it okay if I, I keep using matte balls? Like, is it better to stay consistent with a certain ball type? Uh, I would say, yeah, I'd say it's better to stay consistent. Okay. But. At the end of the day, every once in a while, not going to hurt. Yeah. I think if, like, if you want to, sh- if you want to hit the ball further, like, you shouldn't be playing mat golf balls because you lose distance off of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's more, like, resistance in the air. Okay. Um, I think, like, my golf spy has some, like, so, data on that that I don't have. I was going to say just that thing because I, um, I used to buy vice balls and back, you know, I'm, I'm like a, an eight handicap, right? So for the most part, I'm trying to buy deals and things like that. And, um, vice was always such a great deal. And, I had never bought the matte ones, but I had had some matte balls in, and they also just felt different. Like there was a, it, it had a different, you know, kind of interaction with with wedges around the greens, right? It had, you could feel it differently, and so I sort of steered away from it. But then I saw that my golf spy like rundown, and I was, I felt so vindicated because so I was like, oh, here's somebody who's got the data to back up the fact that these are not the superior golf ball, right? Hmm. That they are in fact detrimental to your performance. And so I was sitting there going, Oh, this is great. Now I know I can sort of like, doesn't matter if that's a black Friday sale. I'm not going to buy them. It's not, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth the trouble, you know? Yeah. I think with the mat, like the mat golf balls are definitely like trouble. I don't think vice itself is a problem. If right. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think they make a good product, especially for like a price point that, yeah. you know, like, I guess like the entry level like price to golf is pretty steep. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if we're being honest, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a lot of it's a big investment to get into. Um, and then you know there's all the costs of you know greens fees and like a push cart if you want one. Oh. Uh, if you don't want to pay for you know a golf cart and yeah, all, I mean, dude, golf balls are like crazy expensive. I know it makes me. Yep crazy because i know um like if you think about the margin of a product like that like they're they're getting an enormous margin and then most of these companies are putting all that margin into into marketing budgets to get us to buy more of them for the same 50 plus for a premium ball uh that yeah, you're seeing crazy. in pro shops it's nuts um, this is why when matt told, texted me that he wanted to start playing golf i sent him an old set of irons i had in the garage and a trash bag full of golf balls mm-hmm. as an enabler, right? I, yeah. I was sitting here yeah. going, I need him to get addicted like I'm addicted. So let me just 
fuel him with all the things to try to lower that cost barrier. Cause it, you're right. It really total, helped. Yeah. Just getting yeah. over that initial investment, even, you know, even if it's just like a hundred dollars, $200 worth of gear, it's enough to get me rolling. Yeah. That's the hardest part is getting yeah. started and thinking about the investment it, it costs yeah. to get, you know, into, yeah. into golf, honestly. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, it can be, you know, an intimidating, it's an intimidating sport to get into. Mm-hmm. And I think, like there are a lot of people that play a lot that aren't very accepting of newer players mm-hmm. because like they have like because like you have an impact on their day if you're not playing as fast as you want like if they yeah. want you to yeah. um or you know maybe like you don't know a rule or something and they just like instead of like having a conversation they just yell at you <laughs> um <laughs> like you know, working in enough country clubs like I'm so accustomed to that it's like unbelievable Um, it's like, I've, I've, I've pretty much seen it all. Like I've seen a lot of, yeah, like crazy stuff happen as far. And then it's just like, did you ever just think that like, maybe they don't know? (laughs) They're like, there's no way. Okay. Well, yeah, no, it's so true. Cause people learn it when they're kids. Some of them, they never, they never conceive of the idea that you couldn't possibly know that. I know you've seen this. They, well, people don't remember what it's like to be new at something. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely have felt not welcome a hundred percent of the time, which the gender piece plays into. We won't get into that today. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, it uh, definitely does. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of old dudes. (laughs) Well, my one of the big beginner learnings I had from your Instagram account was actually the pin leaving the pin in versus taking the pin. Oh yeah, yeah, that one's complicated. About that, (laughs) right? So. I think like the I think I posted a video one day about like you know like just leaving the pin in like is it beneficial if the ball has too much speed, mm-hmm. right? And like I think the first time I posted it, it was just taken like way it felt like it was just taken way out of context, mm-hmm. as in like that's the like exclusive reason that like we should always leave the pin in, um, because like in case I mean like from my perspective it's like the pin's going to help you and you have too much speed. Yep. Um, but like in the like the specific situations that I tested with um, like the type of pins that I had access to, which were like the fiberglass pins, which and like with the, they were pretty like, they're pretty slim. Mm -hmm. So they were like relatively forgiving compared Mm -hmm. to like, if you've ever played like with wooden sticks or like there are thicker fiberglass ones. I've never Um, paid attention. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I've never really thought about it until I started making these videos. And then like, I start to think about a little more because I've always been one to pull the pin. Right. Um, I think it's directly dependent on like your pace control. So like if I'm sure, like I know a lot of people like because I, I guess like how how complicated do we want to get because like go there man. Let's, I mean let's, let's let's get down to the down go down the rabbit hole. So if if you've got like assuming you have perfect pace control right and like we're always dying the ball at the hole or like six inches by the hole, um, the pin doesn't really matter. Um, the ball's gonna fall either way. But when it starts like when it starts to matter is when you know the pace control starts to get worse and you know you start hitting it three feet by um, where that pin can have you know um, a negative influence on whether that ball goes in the hole, right? So because there have been multiple studies about, you know, like and I'll hear it all the time from like so there's like a study from my golf spy about, you know, like, why you should always leave the pin in. Um, and then there was a study from like 
um, Cal Poly, I can't remember the guy's name um, that published it, but um, he was talking about how the pin like can cost you shots if you know you hit it off center, you know, like you hit it on the high side or the low side. Mm -hmm. So, like I made a I made a video maybe like two or three days like after that, like or maybe like a week after that. I don't remember specifically. Mm -hmm. um, because that like that honestly took me forever to find, which is like, you know, going back to like spending like hours and hours just like rolling golf balls. Yeah. Right. Um, of finding like these specific situations where like the pin is going to cause the ball to come out. And whereas if I just pull the pin and roll the same, like in the same situation, it goes in. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the biggest thing I think is instead of just reading, you know, data, I think people enjoy seeing, yeah, you know, that stuff happen. Right. So, yeah. so like the reality is, is like, I would, I would encourage most people to pull the pin um, probably outside like 20 feet. Just because like your pace control is going to be better from there. Outside of that, the odds of you making it are pretty, like are like ridiculously <laughs> small. Like if we're being honest, yeah, very yeah. low, yeah. And like most of the time, you're probably going to have like a little extra pace on that ball if it hits the hole, anyways. Mm -hmm. So like the pin could serve as a purpose to help you in that situation. Mm -hmm. If that does that, I guess if that makes sense, yeah. Yes, it does. Definitely. For me, you sold me that I should be taking out the pin. Yeah, mm -hmm. same. I, yeah. Twenty. I yeah. definitely just been using it as like a backboard up until now. Yeah. So it's good to know I should probably be taking it out. Uh, yeah, not really. I also on think it. about it with like downhill putts too versus mm. uphill putts. Right, like the place where I play a lot is severe back to front greens. Um, you know, they can get them really rolling in the summers and. I just sort of sit there and go, I, I know my pace control decreases every six inches I am going further from the hole, mm -hmm. right? And even if I'm at eight feet from the hole, I feel like I have to just breathe on it, right? And so um, in those cases, I'm often – I feel like I should be leaving them in just to have a little extra cover. Um, but I'm curious yeah. if you agree with that. Um, I guess I think this just goes back to um, – I guess like a, a more complicated conversation of like when I think when most people think about holding pace or like mm -hmm. how, you know, how they think about how far past the, like past the hole the ball goes. Right. So like people will say like, you know, you want to hit this 18 inches past, you want to hit it three feet past. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but like, so like that system like isn't universal um, in terms of like green speed. So mm -hmm. Like the slower, the slower the greens are, like this. I'm trying to think of like a. So like, let's say like, does everyone does everyone here understand like what a stimp is? I do not. Like how like it's like a, <laughs> it's a way that they measure how fast greens are. Okay. So like a perfect example would just be like, um, if I were to use that the ramp that I have, um, to roll three balls in the green and then take the average of how far they go. Mm -hmm. Um. So let's say like like that equates to you know twelve feet. So like I roll three down a ramp and they go twelve feet. So like the stimp is twelve. Okay. Right. So okay. like a lot of municipal courses from the same exact height on a different green, um, if I roll those down, like they would only go you know eight or nine feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Does that make sense? Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like like the, like sometimes the grass is longer. Sometimes it's like the type of grass. Right. Um, 
but the the slower the greens are, um, the hole shrinks significantly faster the further past the hole it gets. Mm-hmm. That actually, so does that make sense? It does. It's, I I know it's like it's hard to explain. Yeah, I think with it's hard to explain with words. I that was actually probably my favorite video that I found going through some of your stuff was that you're one on the whole shrinkage as you yeah. go past. And I actually was going to ask you a clarifying question, but I think you kind of answered it. So, so you're saying I, you I'm need... I'm going to redo it, it so, for sure. So you're, you're <laughs> essentially saying is the better speed control you have, the more likely it is to fall in and not kind of skip off the side. Is that correct? Or Correct. Okay. So like, yeah, the better your pace control is, um, the like it just lessens the chance of your, like, your ball lipping out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. That's so, like, when really you get a lip out, it's mm-hmm. it's like your ball was on a like a good enough line to go in the hole. It was just moving at a pace that's too fast for the hole to, uh, you know, take it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, that's so really let gravity win, right? Yeah. Because like yeah. Gra- yeah. gravity has to be able to take it, and it can't if it's going too hot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It really stresses the importance of um, pace control, I guess, which I had never really thought about. So. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's something that like a lot of people don't think about. Mm-hmm. But that's why I think everyone always uses like a distance past the hole is like a yeah a benchmark, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which isn't I would like like I swear what I'm saying is like isn't always universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Where. Yeah. So like when you watch those guys on TV and they're playing on faster greens, like I would say you tend to see their balls lip in more. Yeah. Which is because like, I mean like as like their their balls moving at. You know, like a a slower speed, um, so like the ball's more likely to drop in, mm-hmm. versus like if you're putting on a significantly slower green at the same that same speed, it could lip out. Right. Okay. So that's oh. actually an interesting one for me to think about too, because um, I I often feel now this is all feels right. I often feel like I. Um, I'm improving as a putter when I play faster greens. Um, and I've noticed that because I the place that we joined when we moved to Cincinnati has fast greens, faster than any place I've played regularly my whole life. It was quite an adjustment, but I feel like it has made me better at putting. And so does that – you think that goes to this question of, of pace control? I think that's a big part of it, but I think it's pretty like – if when when you move to a green that's significantly faster, like that's like the first thing that most people think about when they're putting on those greens is like, I need to think about like controlling the pace over, yeah, like starting it online, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's easier to start the ball online on slower on like those faster greens, yeah, because you don't have to hit the ball as hard. Yeah, and so I also like, feel like yeah, he's right. Sense, you yeah. you sort of can trust it then too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put put a you know you're not. You don't feel like you have to kind of like hammer it. Yeah. You know? yep. So that that trust the read then. That's yeah. I mean, it's 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 more so about right that's that pace control um, than it is about like starting it online. Like not to say that you yep. know starting online isn't important, but like I think your brain focuses more, especially on faster greens, about just starting online. But then you're thinking more about the pace. Yeah. Specifically, like I think more because like. There's more repercussions if you don't get the pace right than there uh, is if you yes. miss the line a little bit. I was just going to say that. You've learned this one the one hard way. One of my way. complaints. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I'm learning how to how to putt yeah. and I see that, like, I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I made just the tiniest change to my swing. And it's and 10 yet, feet by. <laughs> yeah. The distance is 
crazy different. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of learning on faster greens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super interesting. Well, um, I'm trying to think about other any other tips before we move on to the beginner questions from from Matt or Michelle. Are there any other big ones that you've you've seen that you think people ought to take and bring to the course with them? Um, we've covered a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of like. I, there are still some videos that like I want to do yeah. that will be like informational yet like I would I would I would say, I'd say like more not groundbreaking but like it's definitely gonna go against what a lot of people believe. <laughs> like one of the things that's tough, like I yeah, um, is like not all so like not all grass types of grasses like not all types of grasses have like grain that affect the roll. Yeah, uh, um, and I think a lot of people don't understand that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, you know, so right, like it just depends versus, on the types. versus Bermuda, right? Like exactly. is, a, is the biggest one, I think probably because most people are playing either bent or Bermuda greens. Uh, yeah. That's super, that's very interesting. And that also, yeah, that's a cool, like double click for people. Um, cause one, you're probably going to teach people that lesson, but all about, about grain, but then also about different grasses, which I think most people don't think about what grass they're playing on on a yeah. daily basis. I think they just kind of take for what they, yeah. And that's, I mean, like if you play on one type of grass, right. Like you don't really think about it. Um, but I'll say I, I thought about it when we were back in North Carolina for the weekend, it's dormant Bermuda all weekend long. And I, I noticed and felt that I loved it by the way. It was like, it was so nice to go from sort of like winter Ohio conditions where it's wet, it's soggy. It's, it's to be able to go to some, firmer tighter dormant bermuda um was a fun way to spend the weekend um but you know you're right if i'm playing my regular place every every day it's not a thought uh that goes into yeah. the process and then i think i mean the other like simple one is like the like the grass like the grain of the grass does not move with the sun mm-hmm. i think there's a lot of people that believe that huh. but okay. like most of the time um and like so I've heard like plenty of like, you know, pros talk about this. Uh, most of the time they say it just, you know, it just works down downhill. Like the grain is always working downhill. But okay. like, I think it'll be good to get some like concrete video evidence of like mm-hmm. grain not moving. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be hard. I think it's just going to be hard to get that in higher quality and like get it in the same spot for, yeah. you know, like eight hours of the grass. <laughs> You know, yeah, I could see that. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. A good time so like, lapse video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, like grass is growing over that eight hours. For that's sure, that's another factor, yeah. right? Like, yeah, that's sort of that's it's going to be pretty small, though. I imagine, but could make an effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. like these are like these are the ideas that I have that yeah. like like I think they're like they're they're good content for videos. Yeah, but it's turning it into a thirty second video. That's like the difficult part, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Totally. That's pretty much what it is so like usually i've got some like good ideas like in the chamber it's just figuring it out like how to formulate it into a video that yeah like is engaging yeah have you done uh and this is kind of a uh, a personal request if you haven't but uh <laughs> have you done pond balls versus non-pond balls because i buy a lot of discounted balls at the pro shops that are you know dug up from the pond um and i'm curious if you've done a video on if it does make a difference um, so like the tough thing, the tough thing with pond balls mm-hmm. is 
you don't know how long they've been in there. That's a good point. Didn't think about that. Um, yeah, that'll yeah. make a difference. That's like that is like yeah. the number one hardest thing about that test. Right. Um, I guess right and like you could waterlog something like track the time. I guess, yeah, I was gonna uh, say yeah. you could put it in. Yeah, as, but then how long till it right. makes a difference? Yeah, right. Yeah, but that's like I mean. Well, I think like it's important to think like how long until it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then it also like you have to understand that like you don't know when you pick that ball up out of the water how long yes. it's been That's in there. A good point. So like you're guessing that it's yeah. only been in there for twelve hours versus yeah, Could you know days, like a, a month. <laughs> yeah, like you just don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, That's a good I mean, point. it it is pretty. It's pretty easy to tell when it, they're waterlogged. Mm-hmm. Um. Because like someone will start to like bubble on the cover. Like I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't noticed yeah. that yet, but uh, I'll keep an eye out for um, that. Yeah, it's not like that's not too common. Mm-hmm. Um, I would especially especially as a new golfer, like I wouldn't worry about it too okay. much. Um, it's just like I don't think anyone should be like pressured into buying new balls for the sake of learning how to play mm-hmm. golf. Like in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it's going to matter significantly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially if you're just learning the game. Okay. Right. I think I think there obviously is going to be a bridge where you need to start playing newer, like new golf balls or like newer golf balls. Because yeah. um, you will see a difference. Okay. Um, yeah. Especially playing the same golf ball. Okay. So like yeah. I know a lot of people like switch around, which I think is totally fine for a beginner. Um, just because like if you if you don't have, you know, money to invest in or don't want to invest in, you know, like the same brand or yeah. the same kind of golf ball. Yep. Um, they don't all fly the same. They don't all okay. like react on the greens the same. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't come off, you know, they don't come off the club the same. Um, yeah. But just not knowing how far a ball goes specifically when you're playing, um, yep. even like putting, mm-hmm. right? So like different balls will feel different on the green. Yeah. Um, that's something that I don't test because I don't have access to equipment to test that. Mm-hmm. Um which I mean, it's just kind of that's just kind of how that works, you yeah. know. Like it's that's a tough thing to test, yep. but I wouldn't get too hung up on, you know, like if however you can get golf balls to play golf, like do it, you okay. know. Yeah. Like you got to. It's better to play play golf with you know whatever yeah. than not play golf. Yeah, is what I would say. I, I'm I'm at the stage where I'm still going through a lot of. Balls, is there so. a handicap when you would think about like oh at this handicap you're probably gonna actually notice a difference from playing a consistent new same type of ball um i wouldn't i wouldn't tie it to handicap necessarily i would tie it to um i would tie it to like ball striking i guess Mm -hmm. right because like i mean i know some great ball strikers that can't like their short game is just so (laughs) bad it's embarrassing and then like you know i know the opposite where like you know they can do they can't do anything except for like you know get up and down from everywhere around the greens Mm-hmm. So like, I think, I think once you start hitting the ball better, or like more, I guess I'd say more consistently, would be, like maybe, maybe when you start like if you if you were to gauge it from like you know a perspective of like how many good shots out of ten you hit, um, and by good I mean, like as far as a beginner goes, like I guess I don't know like what you constitute a beginner as, but. Like, let's say, I don't know, once you start hitting maybe like six to seven out of 10 balls in the air, mm-hmm. like, you think that's a good, like, I think that might be a good benchmark. Yeah. Just I think the in the air benchmark is, is yeah, money. Like, it's totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I think, 
it's tough sometimes. Like if I give a lesson to a beginner, um, like in the you know, like I guess the more the more lessons you give, the easier it is to get somebody to get the ball in the air relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially for like a new golfer, sometimes like they don't understand what they're doing. So like sometimes I feel like I'm getting more excited than they. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, because they don't understand that like like how fast like that just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Where it's almost an expectation then. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. funny. I, but like, yeah. I've had that experience with Michelle when we've been out and I've like, I've like wanted to club twirl for her because I'm like, that was so <laughs> yeah. good. You know, like um, it's a, it's all just what you've seen mm-hmm. in the perspective of it. Um, yeah, for sure. But I like the bit, get the ball in the air thing because it, it's the like um, celebrating contact, not outcome. Part, Correct. Right? Yeah, it's huge. To, yeah. Yeah. And like it's good contact. It just went way left, but that could have been because you were lined up left or just yep. whatever. Right. And I think as you get to have more good contact, then that what you're playing with matters. Right. Whether it's a club or a ball or mm. what have you. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about that with Matt and Michelle in terms of mm-hmm. when's the time to upgrade the equipment. Yeah. Right. From the whatever you got, whether it's a facebook marketplace find like we did for michelle or my old stuff like we did for matt like the all of that is just a you know at some point you're going to want to do it Mm -hmm. um yeah but it's going to be time yeah yeah definitely definitely so um beginner question of the week is something we do on the show this is uh usually a time when when matt or michelle will ask a rules question or something like that but i feel like it's probably a good time to go to a beginner question of the week and you're probably the perfect audience for that Mm -hmm. um matt have you come yeah i Uh, i did actually i a question came to me watching some of your videos um so let's say for example um you can't clean a ball for whatever reason or it's uh got a piece on there that won't come off can you legally switch balls mid like if you've putted once already, you you pick it up. Can you now switch balls legally, or do you have to continue using that ball until the end of the hole? You have to continue using that ball to the end of the hole unless the ball is deemed unfit for play. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. I don't didn't know that. <laughs> um, this is like I mean, so like this like we're talking like official rules. Right yes. Now, right? Yeah. 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 I don't With your think... friends, uh, you know. I think if you're a beginner, like I'm telling you right now, like, I mean, like if you have other friends you play with, like they probably do mm-hmm. that. I play with, I mean, I've played with people that mm-hmm. do that. Um, I don't really, I mean, it's not that big of a deal, right? you know, but, but like, officially like under official rules. Yeah. Like, so like, unless it has like a, like significant, unless there's significant damage to the golf ball, um, yeah. you have to finish with that ball. Okay. And then you can change, you can change balls on the next one. Great. Yeah. I so, feel like, so uh, if a yeah. if a PGA Tour player is playing and they have like a scuff, like a significant, like a scuff, but not like the most significant scuff, are they allowed to change it or no? They would have to finish. Um, probably. I always felt like uh, no, you can't. You, like like that, like the road rash on your golf ball does not constitute like damage enough to change mm. it. Okay. Um. That is something that I would have to look into, like ex- like exactly what like yeah. would deem it unplayable. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like there are tour pros that hit the car path that don't like they don't get to change their ball okay. until the end. But I guarantee you, at the end of that hole, like it's that's gone. either being signed and going to a fan or it's going in the mm-hmm. bag for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
every time because that I'm, like because that can have an impact on yeah um, huh. like how the ball flies significantly actually I'm thinking of uh, the only time I think I've ever seen it or heard about it uh bob rotella wrote his, his book uh golf's not a game of perfect and he's his stuff's a little bit dated because um, it's a lot of experiences that he had in the 70s and 80s and um but one experience he had with one of his pros i i believe this was in this book um his ball was like like blew up in the hole. <laughs> it was back when the ball's quality just wasn't wow. as good right yep and, like that literally tore apart <laughs> and that was where he could he could replace it um, yeah yeah sounds reasonable but like because yeah. on, a, on a regular week you know pga tour pros are hitting it off trees mm-hmm. stands cart paths and i don't think i've ever seen in a normal course of coverage somebody replace one um Okay. It would be a pretty extenuating circumstance. Okay. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things, like like back in the day, they used to have like um, like these metal rings that they would keep on their golf bag, and like it was it was essentially like a test for the golf ball, where like if you could slide it through the ring, like it was still round enough to play, <laughs> but if it didn't fit, like they had to switch balls. Hmm. Wow. That would be that's a cool, cool yeah. antique to find. Yeah. yeah. One of those. <laughs> I would like to have one of those. Let me put that on my Christmas list. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I don't think those are too hard to find, but like, yeah, definitely cool. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Any other beginner questions? Um, I think that I think we've covered a lot, actually. Like even just in the main portion yeah. of the. So. Cody, this is this is incredible. Yeah. Is there anything else? Like, obviously, we're gonna watch the, the channel and the the Instagram, and obviously mm-hmm. all the other. Oh, where places can people you find up. you? Oh yeah, you should probably plug your yeah. stuff. The, um, I mean, right now it's just uh, Cody Krosis Golf on Instagram and TikTok. That's, That's pretty much it. Yeah, this is sweet. And if yeah. you're, I guess, if you're in Georgia and you need lessons, you're you're also available. Uh, I would. Uh, yeah. Um, let me see. I don't know if I can. I guess we can put it in the. I mean, I'll be at. Yeah. Um, you probably just do Cody Krosis Golf at gmail.com if you want to, you know, link up for a lesson. Love it. Well, yeah. we'll uh, we'll put a bunch of stuff on our channels and get it out to the world this was a ton of fun i think um (laughs) obviously we have learned a lot from what you've done i think it's also really cool to see somebody who's just embraced um their own little corner of the golf universe and owned it Mm -hmm. and you know carved out a little niche that's pretty awesome um so uh you should be really i guess you know proud and happy of what you built and excited to see what you what you build going forward yeah yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the kind words. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, we always end the show with with one one final question. <laughs> we always ask Matt, what is he drinking? He usually asks me what I'm drinking. But I have a feeling we might be drinking the exact same thing, Matt. Uh, I went with the classic Wild Turkey 101 today. Yeah. You're, you're we're like, having, <laughs> okay, we're nice. having literally the exact same thing. All right, all right. Too. Yeah. A little, it's, it's always good to have a little bit of, you know, bourbon or something to <laughs> – to make the show for sure all the more fun mm-hmm. it's also to make the golf all the more fun <laughs> um but the final words are always when in doubt just play fast that's uh that's something that's something we've we've taken to all of our beginners mm-hmm. um but thanks again cody for the time and we'll uh see you next time everybody yeah thank you so much Bye.